Hi, I'm Keith, director of Little Wonder. In a moment, the play will start. But first, if you like what we do, please comment and share on your preferred social media or review us on iTunes. Enjoy the show and come visit us at littlewonder.website. Jack and Calliope by Matthew Michael Taylor The first rays of anemic February sunlight caught the cobwebs between the branches of the old oak. Tiny pearlescent beads of dew hung from each silken strand, heavy with the night's sweet burden of frost. The clearing was silent, expectant, as if the breath of life within was not possible until something long presaged had come to pass. And yet this clearing could be anywhere at any time. This could be deep in the Bronze Age woods that thickly blanket the length of the British Isles. Or perhaps Wilderness Forest, Virginia, 1864, as Grant and Lee's forces come together. It could be on the outer edge of the vanishing Himalayan oak forest, soon to be forever gone. Gone? What do you mean, gone? That's all I mean. Gone. I don't understand. My writing? Any inspiration? Words, Dean. The words have gone. Listen, Jack, I'm not here to be the heavy hand. I know. The embargo are leaning on me heavily. Their rep will be here any minute. We can't go back to them with, the words have gone. That's all I have. You've written nothing. Every cliché in the book. I stare at the blank screen. I find distractions. I lose myself in research and tell myself it's a start, but actual content? It's just not there anymore. What happened? Nothing happened. I I never knew where it came from to begin with, and then it just stopped coming at all. Well, we're going to need... Dean! Sorry to keep you waiting. And Jack, really great to finally meet you. Riley Kent, big fan. And Dean will tell you I'm not just saying that. Peacock Histories, just incredible work, so evocative. And Mouth of Fire, that's got to be the novel of the millennia so far. Totally epic. I've been reading everything you've written ever since I was a teenager. Uh, thanks? We're really looking forward to the next chapter for Jack Woods and Embargo, if you'll forgive the pun. We were so stoked you signed with us again last year. Can't wait to read the new book. Yes. So, do you have it? Uh, well, the uh, thing There's is... There's a small issue, Riley. <laughs> Nothing major, but... Um... I haven't written a single word in three years. I see. Jack and I are aware of the terms of the contract, Riley, and... It doesn't matter. I know what the contract says, and I know I can't honour it. I know there'll be no more novels. I can't write any more. There's no need to be so melodramatic. You just need a holiday. This can't be resolved with a holiday, Dean! Don't you think I know when I'm done? I'm just trying to... I know what you're trying to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not fall out. As it happens... I've gone prepared for this eventuality. Prepared? But how did you... We keep a very careful eye on our authors, Jack. Especially those as valuable to embargo as yourself. And let's say we'd heard 
rumours about your little problem. It's hardly a little problem for me. Absolutely, I hear you. But I think we can help you out. We've been working on something for just such an eventuality as this. Would you like to hear about it? Hmm, Jack? Go on. I've no other option at this stage. Thanks. I hope this will interest you. At Embargo, we take the financial benefits brought to us by the work of our flagship authors very seriously. Very, very seriously. This is a failing industry in many respects. And as I'm sure you know, Jack, there are only a few names, the real heavyweights such as yourself, who account for approximately 8% of all sales worldwide. I get it. I was one of your richest seams of gold, but I'm trying to tell you, there's nothing left to dig up. Oh, I can believe that, Jack. But what if I told you we could have a new Jack Woods book out by next month? And another by Christmas, if we wanted to. Maybe another next year. Whoa, hold on. I I'm sorry. How? You've got to listen to me. I've used up... Everything! The, the bottom drawer books, the short stories that could be padded out next month, it's not possible! Yes, Jack, it is. We'll get Calliope to write it for us. All at once, the upper floors of the building exploded above Sullivan. His head snapped up in time to see the amber blossom of flame burst outwards, shot through, with shards of glass and twisted metal. The sound came a moment later, a horrible rumble with a splintering screech inside it. In his urgency, he dropped the gun to the floor and scrambled away down the street, acting on instinct. Get out from under. Worry about the money later. Get clear of the fallout. He only had seconds, and didn't look back or up as he sprinted for safety. There were sirens already, even before the first debris hit the pavement. He didn't need to look back or up. He knew what was coming. Come in, Jan. Sit down. Jack, so great to see you again after so long. You're looking amazing. The break has taken years of you. I'm uh, glad to hear it. So, to what do we owe the pleasure, Riley? What's so important that we needed to meet face to face? Ah, yes. Sorry, chaps. I felt I should go old school for this. Don't worry. It's good news. Well, I should say it's incredible news. This is about her second book. Calliope's second book. Iron, yes, that's right. The half-yearlies are in, and it's outperforming the other top five bestsellers combined. That's astonishing. I knew it was doing business, but that much? It's only the half of it. You always sold well, Jack, but these last two books, even the critics are on board. The Echo of All Forests walked off with six awards last year, and I have it on very good authority that we're on the book-along list for Iron. We had no idea Calliope would work out so well. Yeah, she's done very, very well. This is why we've called you both in, as recognition for this unprecedented success and for allowing us to rotesque Calliope, Embargo have agreed to double your fee for the current contract. 
Jesus, they want you to sign another new and improved one. We'll be transferring this little payment out to you by close of business. How does that sound? Well, I don't know what to say. Jack? Ah, he's as happy as the rest of us. Look at his face. He can't believe it. Stay here, gents. I'll pop out and get us some cigars from my office. You're still not happy. How could I be? Tiny, pleasant beads of dew? Come on. I don't get it. If you had no words left of your own, isn't this the next best thing? Uh, so I thought at first, but... No. But... But Calliope is you, Jack. You heard how Riley described it. The most sophisticated AI literature program yet. Embargo's investment against your writer's block. A database of every word you've ever written and designed to emulate your voice as a writer. Are you saying it didn't get it right? Because no one else thinks that. Christ, I've known you more than 30 years. They feel just like Jack Wood's novels to me. That is the problem. What? Everyone says it. You, Embargo, the critics, my friends, my family. Jack Wood's goes from strength to strength. Iron is the definitive Jack Wood's novel, his best ever. And? I think they're... Dreadful! Dean! Horrible! Wordy! Pretentious! Tedious! Predictable! I couldn't believe people were hyping them as much! So, I went back and read some of my older novels. And guess what? They were just as dreadful! I'm not sure I... I was that bad all along. I hate my books! The two that Calliope wrote and the dozen that were actually mine, I, I just never saw it till now. Do you see? Not really. I think you must be exaggerating. No, not at all, Dean. Those books from before the block, it, it was like reading something someone else had written too. Not recognising that writer, hating and pitying that writer, but knowing it must have been me. So what do I do now? What do I do now, Dean? The jeans, the shoes, that horrible jacket he bought from the expensive boutique and never wore. All in the water and slowly sinking from sight into the murk of the lake bed before Lucy even noticed the man standing on the jetty opposite her. Like her, he was holding an open suitcase in one hand and throwing its contents out with the other. It was difficult to see at that distance and with the chill October wind coming off the lake, Lucy had to screw up her eyes to focus. She almost couldn't believe it, but after another couple of handfuls, she was sure. The man was throwing petals into the water. Not scattering, not dropping, but actively flinging petals. Slowly, he raised his head to gaze across the rippling surface towards Lucy. On his face was a knowing look. Look, I'm sorry, Jack, but it's still a hard no from us. I appreciate... Appreciate? I don't think you appreciate the first thing about my writing! Hey, come on now. I appreciate...
appreciate the effort you must have taken. How can you? What could you know about it? This is my best ever work, and I had to drag every excruciating word from somewhere deep inside of me. After three years of literary inertia and another three of calliope, I've finally done it. And you're not even interested? Well, I know emotions are running high, but I think what Jack's trying to say... Listen, Jack. Everything is fine, right? You signed the new contract. And the new contract doesn't say anything about you having to write 80 novels for us. Why put yourself through all this? Riley, I'm a writer. I thought you wanted me to write. Isn't that where your money comes from? I get that, Jack. And it did. But we have Calliope now. Our team is telling me great things about the new novel she's generated. Could be next level, they say. Set text level. And this novel? The one by Jack Woods? The first one I've ever been proud of? That has my voice? I'm sorry, Jack. Once upon a time, there was a man named Jack. He wrote stories for himself, but other people liked the stories more. So he started writing the stories for them instead. Then he stopped being able to write stories at all. They had gone away. And so along came... A machine named Calliope, once upon a time. She wrote stories for the people too, and didn't care who liked them. Because machines don't care. After quite a while, Jack screwed up his eyes and clenched his fists very tight and tried his very, very best. All of a sudden, he could write stories again. But nobody liked Jack's stories, not even Calliope, because machines don't care. But Jack didn't care either. All that mattered now was that the stories had come back to him. He thought, he might even tell the story of Jack and Calliope, and surely the people would listen, once upon a time. But most importantly, because Jack's stories had come back to him, he felt he had regained control. And so, Jack could have... The last word. In Jack and Calliope. The part of Jack was played by Keith Crawford, Dean by Chris Taylor, and Riley by Eldonza Dubois. Little Wonder. Hi, I'm Keith, director of Little Wonder. We hope you enjoyed the show and will leave a like, comment, or share us via social media. You can find all our work on iTunes under Little Wonder Radio Plays, where a rating or review would really help us out. Thanks for listening and come visit us at littlewonder.website.